Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. On today's episode, we have Amy Jackson from The Perch Place, and we've had Amy on before where she's talked all about her business where she really gives people a resting place when they're just overwhelmed and tired and exhausted. Um, But we brought Amy back on because she is doing a workshop all about identity. I know most of our viewers, our viewers, listeners, most of our listeners um, are between the ages of 25 and 45. And are just in a phase of life um, that we kind of discover new things about us and may lose who we are. Um, I know this has been a wild two, three years of myself finding who I am and kind of sitting in that and and growing and learning and trying to be the best version of me. And so we're bringing Amy on to not only talk about her identity workshop, but we, the three of us got to talk about that and what it means to us and what it looks like for us and how our childhood has impacted uh, who we are. And we can still see parts of that. So it's a really, really wonderful conversation. We hope you um, go check out her workshop um, and just learn more about who you are because it's there's just something so gratifying about being confident in who you are and it's like no one else on the world um or in the world and um at the end of the episode we do give you a coupon code to use for that workshop so make sure to check it out check her out she's on instagram at the perch place Hello, everybody, and welcome to Small Business Sisters. On today's podcast, we have Amy Jackson from The Perch Place. The Perch Place or The Perch? The Perch. You got it. The Perch. Okay. <laughs> I was like, which one is it? Um, And you can go back to our episode with Amy from a couple months ago uh, where we chatted with her about how her business came about and all of that. To summarize, she is a place where people can come land when they need a resting place. So she offers workshops and fun nights and get togethers for everybody in her community. But you have found a little niche with small business uh, recently. And so we are bringing Amy on today because if you are anything like the three of us, we were just spending some time chatting the last specifically two years, but maybe you're in your 30s and you're digesting your 20s or maybe you're in your 40s digesting your 30s and what you know, you evolving and changing is good and healthy and means you're growing. Um, but with that, you can fall into an identity crisis. Um, I think, I think about specifically as a mom, um, how, when you get too, they warn you about this, that like when you're too attached to your kids and what stage they're in and, and all of this, then when you move to the next stage, you have that identity crisis of like, okay, they needed me so much as babies and toddlers. And now it's like this gradual independence. And I don't know, like you lose kind of a piece of who you are and have to rediscover that. And I know uh, your environment can dictate a lot about that too. And gosh, our environment the last two years has been, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Crazy. (laughs) Just, you know, words. (laughs) Yeah. Like that meme where they talk about cleaning your house when 
they're just behind you, like, <laughs> and you have Oreo. Isn't that like Oreos where you're like brushing your teeth your with Oreos? Oreos? Well, <laughs> we're all chewing Oreos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that, you know, that meme. <laughs> yeah, that meme. I feel like that's 2020 to 2022 in a nutshell. Just, I feel like when you come back up for, I was actually just listening to a podcast and it was talking about women in general right now, um, how we took the pandemic and had to do a lot of things double. Um, you know, okay, I have my business all now. Now my kids are sitting across the table from me doing school and I have to teach them and all of that stuff. Um, how they described it as women are just, they stand up and tomatoes are thrown, thrown at them and they fall to the ground. And then they try to stand <laughs> up and there's more, they use tomatoes, which I think is so funny. Um, but it, that is it. It feels like, okay, I got up and now I'm falling back down again. And I got up. So all that to say, we're bringing Amy on because she has created an amazing workshop. And at the end, you'll get details and a discount code and all of the things to be a part of it. But she's going to come on and we're just going to talk about our identity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to be with you guys again. We always get going <laughs> and then we're like, oh yeah, we should I actually record, um, which I love. <laughs> it's just... Um, it's so good to be in a space that you guys have created where people can feel like they're not alone. Um, because, oh my gosh, uh, this is one of those areas that especially can feel so lonely. Um, I think we have bought into the lie that identity work is something that you do when you're like in high school or in your twenties and then it's like a one and done and you move on from there. And so when you start to have identity questions in your thirties and forties and sixties and eighties, you start to feel like, did I do something wrong? Like what's going on? Um, But in reality, identity work is something that we do along the lifespan. And it's perfectly normal for us to shift in our identity because our lives keep shifting. So what I am finding as I've been talking to people lately is whenever we experience a shift in our roles, um, in our faith, in our values, our experiences, we begin to have that kind of who am I question. And I think the pandemic, oh my goodness, two years of, especially for us women, like you were saying, Christina, like we got thrown into roles that we may never have chosen. I can still remember early. I mean, it was like, you know, that moment in the pandemic where you started realizing like, oh, I don't think it's just going to be three weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause I re- I remember thinking mm-hmm. of, oh, this will be like a long spring break. This yes. is going to be so great. Yes. Yeah. I was like, this is fine. We're making waffles for breakfast. Like it was like, you know, like extended vacation. I was having margaritas yeah. for breakfast. Ooh. Oh girl, I should have, that is a better idea. <laughs> But like, I can still remember having this moment when I started to get the notes from school and they wanted us to like do the like um, virtual learning. And I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> like this turned into like fun spring break into like, what the heck? Like I'm, I need to have a business. Like I have other things to do. This is not what I signed up for. And I remember like having that, like, this is not what I signed up for. Like what? Th- no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, we're women. So you figure it out and you do it and you get through and you survive. Um, But whether it's with kids or as a caretaker or just as I have so many single friends that were like, okay, apparently I'm now party planner, like outside party planner trying to find safe places so I can connect and not be by myself. So we got thrown into these strange roles that may or may not have fit very well. And now as we're coming out of it and the dust is starting to settle, we have a little space to start looking ourselves in the mirror and being like, oh, 
I don't necessarily recognize myself or this, how do I get back to something that feels more like me? Cause this doesn't really feel like me. Um, this, this clothing never really fit, but here I am. And so how do I get back to something that feels more like me? And then not to mention, I mean, the last few weeks, there's been a lot of things the last few months, um, gosh, last few years, socially, politically, there's so many things that I think have made people start to question and wonder, is everything that I have thought or believed or put my values in really worth (laughs) putting my faith and belief and values in? And so it's made a lot of people question where they're at and what they think and what they believe. And um, again, all very natural, but also really scary when you're in it, right? And it can feel really isolating. So all that to say, I'm glad we are talking about it because it doesn't feel so isolating mm-hmm. <laughs> when you know that there's other people who are having those same kind of questions and realities. Yeah, I totally agree because it is, it's really disorienting. And I feel like while I agree with what you're saying, that it is like so good and healthy, like Christina mm-hmm. mentioned too, um, it's never painless. Like I think yes. <laughs> growth, growth always, I mean, if you think about it as like stretching and getting bigger and stronger like all of that is not easy even though it's so necessary and so I think I know for me like I can get in my head a lot like I live mostly in my head Mm. and overthinking things and I can start to think it's just all me and I'm going crazy and so I think there is power in speaking it with other people or naming it or just you know keeping the discussion going not necessarily that there has to be answers but Um, just being open to the change instead of resisting it. Yeah. And I think you hit on something too there. Like when we are doing, like when we are faced with this, we're moving from a place of feeling like certain about something into a space of very uncertain. And that is uncomfortable no matter how you, (laughs) you do it. So, or why you're there. Um, it, that is just an uncomfortable shift. And if we can kind of make peace with that mystery and uncertain space, we can, I think, come out the other side a little better and a little freer um, Mm -hmm. and in a healthier, happier place. But like you said, Jenny, ick. (laughs) It's not comfortable. For the last two years, I can say that I've done just a major shift. Um, Mm. It's just been a new all of the world events really made me step back and reevaluate um just how i see the world and and understanding how others see the world and really exposing myself to different cultures and different belief systems and different uh life circumstances i feel like i am a girl that grew up in a suburbia and that's really, uh, and I should say Christian suburbia where that's really the perspective, only perspective I ever learned. And so it's been a journey of hearing people who didn't have the same life experiences and just being open and, and, um, living life with, with those people. But I think, and thankfully my husband and I are, are in very similar spots on our journey. So that has made it a lot less lonely, But in that, I wrote down here as you guys are talking, I think the growth for me, I've actually, it is really uncomfortable, but I I see so much beauty in it. But what's been really, really challenging is your friend circle, at least for me, of like, I think friend and family circle, I will say, like when people see you change, it 
it, it scares them too um, because they only knew you as, you know, they've created an identity for you too. And so right. that has been, and granted, I'm a recovering codependent people pleaser, but that has been mm-hmm. really, um, really challenging for me because I also think people throw around the the term, well, I don't feel safe with you or I, you know, don't feel safe sharing with this with you. But I think what people really mean or what I really mean when I say that is like, I'm afraid that you're not going to stay with me when you know this part of me. And so I think that has been real earth shattering for me more so than like rediscovering my identity, but having my inner circle, being scared that they're going to leave me over it, but then being okay with that as well. Like, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. Absolutely. Well, I mean, when you think about our identity is so tied to our roles and, you know, what we've been taught and what we've learned along the years. And so it is intricately, you know, tied to family and friends and social circles. And in the midst of going through a trying time where you're figuring this out, what does this look like? You need that support. And if the the very support you currently have in your life is very unlikely to actually accept some of the changes, I mean, oh my gosh, how much pain. Um, and I know people who like just won't do that work because it's not worth it to them to lose their relationships. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I think I just actually got together with a friend the other day. And so he and I were in a similar um, work circles about six years ago, became close working on multiple like projects together. And then we have both in the subsequent years left that circle and are in very different circles. And we both kind of found each other again on Facebook recently. And he happened to be in town. And so he's like, we need to get coffee. And it was like the most fulfilling, like wonderful two hours because it was like, yes, we're not alone. Because there's that feeling like, oh, this whole, everybody that I knew or who knew me in this way will no longer be okay with me in this way. That might sound dramatic, but it does feel like that in some ways. Like this whole circle is no longer my circle or can't mm-hmm. be my circle. And so to find out that like there are people like him and others that are in that circle that are actually in the same place now, we've kind of gone down different paths, but we've landed in a similar place mm-hmm. was really, um, I don't know. It just gave me like a lot of hope. <laughs> Probably <laughs> comforting like, really too in a way. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like as both of you were talking, like that's tapping into something I think I'm finding words for now of why I have it. There are things that have shifted in my life and belief systems and really just who I am as a person that I keep kind of guarded from people. Like to me, I feel like I'm not ready to make this announcement of like, here's all the things that I now believe or feel. And nor do I think that's beneficial to anybody. But I do find myself, there are things I hold really close. And I think it's like you both were saying, there's like a finality to it for me that I think I'm afraid of. If I speak that out loud or if I share with somebody, Mm, reveal that part of myself, then that's it. Like there's no coming back from that like that's it that person might leave and so that ties into like so my I'm an Enneagram six and have deep anxiety and there's like so the loyalist in me Mm. is so fearful of okay well what if I'm not loyal to this person anymore or like I have to leave 
to yes. keep protect myself or my family. Like it's, I don't know. I do notice as you're talking, like a lot of fear. I think that's why I don't, because Christina is a lot more outspoken on things she's grown in and beliefs that have shifted. And I, even in our family chat, Christina was speaking out more and I just, I don't know. I kind of like freeze up and I do. Yeah. I want, I don't know. I'm talking like working that out as yeah, I talk right yes. now, but there is like, I wonder if others feel that way. Like there's a fear of like, okay, this is a big thing. And I know it's going to take a lot of energy to show up in this way. Mm. And can I do it? Like that's, I think where I am in, I also in, think in my identity crisis. <laughs> yeah. I also think that um, we all have responses we do when we're afraid, like the fight, flight, or freeze. And mine just happens to be fight, which isn't always great. But Jen, yours might be like freeze. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And also, I have to say that, like, I actually saw this on TikTok and it was very um, uh, just thought provoking for me. And it was because I do, I come from an evangelical space. And, um, it was saying that our brains, when you're you're raised in evangelical, literally means to share, like, right, I think it's like right. share truth or share the gospel or whatever. That's what evangelical means. And when you grow up from a young age, learning that it's really hard to then when you're um, coming like re realigning whatever you believe or whatever you have it in your mind that you have to share everything. Cause that's what you've been trained mm-hmm. to do. Share your thoughts, share, like persuade, basically persuade people to think the way you do. And totally. so that is something that I'm trying to like analyze before I share or go to that flight fight response. Um, is like, it, wh- what's the motive, I guess, behind sharing? Is it because I want people to think the way I do? Is it because I want people to understand where I'm coming from? Because I think those are very different um, situations. Yes. So that is something that when you say that I'm uh, the one that more outspoken, like that is something that I'm trying to retrain myself. I think being outspoken is great and fine. But what is the motive behind sharing it? Because if it's just to persuade people to think the way I do, then that's really... I don't want, I don't want that, but I do really crave for people to understand where I'm coming from and understand. um, I think people assume when you go through a change or or a period of growth, I think, and again, I don't know this is fact, but I think people assume that you, you're just like flippant, like, oh, I, because that's also what I grew up learning is like, people are easily blinded or like easily coerced. But I think what I try to prove, which again, this is, I'm in counseling for like deep things of like why I need to prove this. Um, But I think what I try to prove is like, this wasn't flippant at all. Like that is, I, this is really how we were saying, this is really uncomfortable. This is very, um, I've I've thought a lot about this. I've studied a lot. I've like all of these things. And so it's really getting to the root of the motive, how we all talk, because all three of us are passionate about the Enneagram, but like the, like really <laughs> like what's, what's my motive behind that? And I don't, again, I need to figure out like, why do I feel the need to prove what my motive is if I know what my motive is? Mm. And I think, so you guys are both hitting on something I think is really important. So there's like, 
I feel like there's like two steps to this identity work. Like the first part is like that internal inner work where you're like figuring it out, researching, you know, whatever that looks like for you, praying or journaling or, you know, figuring that out. Um, And then the other part is like, how do I step into that new identity? Which, I mean, it makes sense that we would stumble a little bit when we, when we move into that, right? Because it's like putting on a new outfit and it might not feel super, it doesn't feel worn in, right? Like we aren't used to it yet. And so it's totally normal to like have those growing pains of like stepping into it. Like, when do I speak up and when do I hold back? And like, is this relationship worth it? And you know, all those kinds of questions that we start weighing. Um, like, I love how you put that Jenny, like, how do I show up in this way? Like, what does it look like to show up well? Because ultimately, like we want to show up as people who are seen and understood and loved for who we are. And we also want to show up in a way that contributes in some positive way to our worlds, right? And so we have, I mean, at our base core, like that's our that's our desire. And so how do we do that in a way that feels like full of integrity for us, but also feels like good and beneficial to our communities and to our circles and yes. doesn't feel like totally just throwing out people just to throw out people or I don't know. Yeah. So what, help us understand like your workshop coming up, like what, what kind of things are you going to talk about? What does it look like when somebody comes to, is it called the identity workshop? Yeah. So it's called the crisis identity workshop and it comes from, um, I was having a lot of conversations around people feeling like they had this different identity during crisis, right? Like I became someone else because I needed to be that person. And now that the crisis is fading, I'm going, who the heck am I? (laughs) Like this is not me or I'm not good with this long-term or something has shifted. And so how do we move out from that crisis identity into who we really are? So it's called the crisis identity workshop. And, um, it really, it, it, again, comes from, I've just been having so many of these conversations with people who just, you know, feel like I don't even know myself or I don't feel comfortable in my own skin, or I don't recognize myself. I don't feel like myself. Um, and so first of all, I want to try to normalize (laughs) that this is like totally normal things. And even though it's something that we don't often talk about because of some of the things we've just said, right? Like we're worried about ostracizing people or, or being misunderstood. Um, that we don't often talk about it in a lot of circles. And so first of all, let's normalize that this is like good and normal and important and healthy work. Um, but then let's talk about number one, how do we, what are some things that we can actually do to begin to get to know ourselves better? And then what are some practical steps we can do to step into that identity? So, um, I've been thinking a lot as I've been preparing for this. And I think like so many of the common things that, I recommend to people who are kind of in this place of like not really feeling sure about who they are anymore. Um, I have three things that I like to encourage people in. So the first one is self-awareness work, which we've all, we've already been talking about this. Enneagram work is my favorite. (laughs) Therapy is self-awareness work, right? Like, um, doing reading around topics that are new to you. I think, um, I was just talking to someone who said like with some of the things that have happened over the last few years, she finally started reading about racism and the history of racism. And she was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like I had no idea. So sometimes it's, it's just growing an awareness about our, our surroundings and our, how we grew up in that and what we might be missing. So any type of self-awareness work is one thing that can really help us kind of figure out where we are and where we land. The second thing that I always like to encourage is core values work. So, um, and this is something that we're going to do at the workshop actually. 
So we all have a set of values that are driving our decisions, our um, actions, everything that we do, whether or not we know it. And the kind of unique thing is that our top 15-ish core values really don't shift that much over our lifetime. They might change in order. A few might kind of come and go. Um, but we have this kind of set of core values, whether we know it or not, and they guide our decisions. And so what research has shown is that if we can actually like name those values and accept like these are my core values, these are, this is what I'm about. We actually can become more uh, assertive, more compassionate, uh, more confident in our decisions. We become more resilient because we have this kind of long game view and have a better idea of who we are and where we stand. So um, I just think any type of, yeah, whenever we can do values work is really important. And that's actually one of the core things we're going to do. Core values, but core things we're going to do. (laughs) I love that, especially that you said like our values kind of never change. So I think that'd be so powerful to name them because I think, I think I know, but I don't know. So it would be helpful to like, yeah. Oh my goodness. I I was pulled in by the become more assertive part because that's where I need to grow. (laughs) It's really interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I'm thinking, I just had a conversation with someone who was reading uh, Viola Davis's book. And apparently in her book, she uh, has a conversation with Will Smith and Will said like, who are you? And Mm. he said his like core memory from when he was a child that shaped everything that he does. Like, um, he said, named a specific moment and he was like, that's who I, when I think of Will, like that's who I am. And so she was talking about hers. And so our group of friends on this thread, were talking about like, who are we? And it's so crazy. I don't know if you guys can, but I instantly went to something that happened to me in childhood that I can tell you, like, that is why. Christina now is the way Christina is because of that one thing. And so you talking about this, I'm like, I bet you if I, when I come to your workshop and I figure out my core values, (laughs) I bet you it goes back to that one scenario that I'm remembering in my head that I'm like, that's Christina. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sure everybody right now, like you instantly go to a memory and you're like that. I can see how that shaped every piece of who I am. Yeah. And do you feel like it's a, this might reveal more about me than others, but like, is it a painful like memory? Yeah. So I'll is just it a good share memory? No, no, oh. <laughs> no. no. Oh yeah. That's right. It's like almost like a trauma thing, right? Like a little yeah, bit. So mine was, I, I'll do it kind of quickly. Cause I know we're, we're running on a long podcast here, but um, when I was, I was probably nine or 10. So I was my oldest son's age. And, um, Jen, I'm, I wonder if I've said this on the podcast before. Anyways, we grew up in a small town. So it was one of those things where when one person got invited to the birthday party, the whole class did because you can't be left out. So I'm not, I'm not even sure I was like wanted to be at this birthday party. So that kind of is a memory as well. But um, a few of the girls at this party who were quote unquote, the cool girls in fourth grade, whatever that looks like. And they took me into a bathroom and they took lipstick and drew all over my face, shut off the lights and drew all over my face. 
I can talk about it now because I've talked about it in counseling, but it's still like very hard oh my to gosh. talk about. Yeah. It, it makes me And so stupid, drew all over my face and then turned on the lights and they were like, look, you look so beautiful. Well, we all can imagine like lipstick all over your face. Like one, it's, it's awful. But then I just like, and this is the part that makes me really sad is I can see nine-year-old Christina in the mirror because I remember it. I remember looking at myself and taking toilet paper because that's all that was in there and wetting it and trying to get the lipstick off. Well, lipstick doesn't come off, especially with toilet paper and water. So then it's like just smeared all over my face. And I can, I can picture little Christina, like with tears rolling down her face and just. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And I can tell you right now, like that is why I, that is why I have the fight response, I think, because I don't ever want somebody to feel the way that I did. And so I'm always going to fight for the under like and I hate calling myself the underdog but like it was just one of those situations that I can tell you right now like that who is Christina like that's her that's her oof yeah like there are those moments that you yeah a lot of times you have that moment where you realize like I can't I never want someone to be in that position so Mm -hmm. what can I do with my power and my privilege or whatever I have now to mm-hmm. make it so that that never happens to someone else. Yeah, and I think that's why I overshare because I want I I don't ever I felt so alone in that moment. Like mm, no one's here yeah. to like help me. And so I think that that's why I'm very much like I don't ever want anybody to feel alone for, against the majority. Yeah. So, and I think this, and I'm assuming core values work aligns with this, but that's why I think for me, something that's been so helpful the last couple of years is doing a lot of work with like, um, meditations and visualizations of younger Jenny, teenage Jenny, current Jenny, old Jenny, just like remembering the, and I don't know if you like the chicks, but I love the chicks and the song for her where like, you do remember these young your young self and kind of traumatic things that happened. And like now you, the, how you've grown and evolved now. So as 38 year old Jenny, how I am strong enough to stand up for eight year old Jenny and like how that does something in you. Cause that is you, but you're like healing those past traumas and pulling, um, humanity forward in a way, because now you're standing up for those things that happened to you. I I know that's like, it's hard to like put into words, but I think that is, especially as women, we can probably go back to several of those moments Mm -hmm. of where maybe at that time we weren't equipped or um, ready to fully come out in those areas. But now as an adult, we can heal those. And I think of like old elderly Jenny and all the ways that I know I'm going to grow from now yes. till then and be like, look at, look at what we did. Which is so good. It, it takes me to my third thing that I always like to suggest. And that is examining self-talk and offering self-compassion. Because whether it's, we can get into that place of starting to spiral of like, oh, poor six-year-old Jenny, right? Or you go back to that place and it's hard to get out of that. Or we start feeling shame and guilt around, well, if I'm this person, what will that mean for that person? Um, or if I'm this person now, what will that mean for 80-year-old Christina, right? And so we can get into this really negative place um, where there's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of self-criticism. And so um, that, yeah, just that third and final thing I like to suggest to people is, yeah, examine that self-talk, 
offer that self-compassion however you can, um, because shame often creeps in as we do this work. That's awesome. Well, it's going to be such a good workshop and we highly suggest everyone go to it. I'm going to check it, look into it. Is it one, is it something that's live? Is it going to be recorded? Is it going to be, can they watch it later? Can you give us all of those details? Yeah. So it's live. You actually get some materials sent to your house, which is pretty cool. So you can use the materials along with us. Um, so it is live. And, um, for that reason, there will be a recorded portion, but you won't really get the full effect if you're not there with us live. But I do want to make that available for people who, if something comes up, um, but yeah, all virtual through zoom on July 24th, um, 3 PM central time. And you have a special, code for our list people listening right now, right? I do. I just (laughs) love this podcast so much. So I wanted to offer your listeners a $10 off coupon and the coupon code is SB sisters. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll put that in the show notes and everything. Love that. Yes. We'll put it in our posts and our notes, SB sisters. So it's July 24th and we sign up on your website. That's right. Okay. Well, that. we so appreciate you coming on, Amy, because you know, because you've listened to us, you're you're one of us um, that we never want to do small business life alone. And we know like discovering who you are is just one of the best things that you can do for yourself. And I'm excited that you're offering for this for people. So thanks for coming on and thank you for offering a discount code for our listeners. Yes. Always so good to chat with you. Thank you guys for always sharing your stories and vulnerability. And it's always just so good. Thanks. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.